burger. No, ve veggie burger. <laughs> I hardly know. Save this good content for the podcast. Oh, my dude. Here it is. <laughs> oh, wait, are, we, are we live? Is, the podcast is now. Oh, no. Sorry for the audio spikes, Aaron, who's going to be editing this. I were on the field mic and I don't know anything, so. Um, I only know as much as uh, sound design one taught me in college. Well, hello and welcome to If It's Gay We Play, the podcast that I've been waiting to do for a full month. Um, yeah, dude, we're sorry. My, I, yeah. It's been a whole thing. My depression's been too bad to record when we've had time. And I work full time and we've been doing Gender Fucked, which yeah. thank you so much for your Pride support. Pride was a lot. I hope you E3 listened to my live episode. Anyway. I got some feedback on our live episode from one of our wonderful fans. Did they like it? Yeah, they loved it. They okay, said good. that it made them feel like they got to be there even though they missed it. And I oh, think that that was good. the full intention of our sharing it with you. It was. So um, I, I hope that the rest of you liked it. If you liked that, let us know and we'll try and see what we can do about... Um, more live episodes. More live episodes. Would that have, um, you know, us saying that we're going to do a live episode so maybe you yeah, can come? <laughs> before it happens. Before 15 minutes before it happens. Yeah. It was, a, it was has a good idea. It was a real spur of the moment thing. Yeah, it, it worked was. out really well, but it was a real spur of the moment thing. Most it definitely. Like a, it was like a secret live show. I mean, it wasn't a secret show. Like, the show was well advertised. But it was secretly Just, live. Yeah, it was, well, it was secretly also a live podcast Even to us, recording. it was a secret. Yeah, it was a secret until, like, the day of. Yeah. Um, that looks Ooh, really like good. Yeah, I love Thank it you. very much. Um, I'm painting my nails. Hi, my name's Hannah. My pronouns are she, her, hers. My name's Kai. My pronouns are Z, her, hers. Are they, them, theirs? And I'm painting my nails live on air. And I have acrylics live on air. Yep. You want to... Mm. I bet that's ASMR for somebody. I actually don't hate that. It's very pleasant. I sit at my desk all day and I'm like... That's the, first, that's the first thing that I've heard that it's conceivably ASMR. It does give me the like crinkle tingles because I don't really know what I that feels like. I don't get crinkle tingles. But that's the first thing I've, I've heard that is conceivably ASMR where I've been like, yeah, yeah okay, I understand. I mean, I like imagine the, the way that I imagine crinkle tingles feeling is when somebody you like touches the back of your neck. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how I imagine it feeling. Is yeah. that it? I don't Please know. tell me if I'm wrong, ASMR people. I was going to say, I wasn't saying you. I was saying, I was saying the them. Yeah. Over there. You can hear Tori scratching the chair. Is that ASMR? Probably to somebody. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna... I don't know shit about ASMR, y'all. Our podcast, Tori, uh, is here. Yes. So anyway, thank you for bearing with you us through hear, all of this. Hear her jingle jangle for your crinkle tinkles. Yeah, we do have um, we do have some high quality content for you. My chair now this no, it's still my chair. Oh, She's okay. just on the other side of it. Um, we we have a month of content saved up for you, dear <laughs> listeners. That implies that we've at all planned what we're going to talk about. This I episode. have thoughts. Okay, great. Feelings. I have, I have opinions vague, vague about E3. Notions. I have vague notions about E3. Um, E3 happened, y'all, and Hannah and I participated not by going, but by watching a lot of E3 content over yeah. the past couple weeks. E3 wasn't had time. good this year. I don't think. E3. Well, let's talk, let's hold on. I want to save some of our E3 Hi, talk one. after we get through. Yeah, we after got, we get through I our know, other segments. It's been a, it's been a hot minute since we've recorded this ding dang podcast, but yeah. we do have other segments. We do. Oh, so, boy. uh, so Hannah. Yes, Kai. Um, hey, no. No. I just had to shove the cat's face. I just palmed the cat's <laughs> face. She's fine. It wasn't hard. What, um, what's the gayest thing you did this week? I. Or this, or month, this month. I don't know. Uh, gayest You can't thing say gender fucked. Well, yeah, okay. It Cheating. was gender fucked for both of us. Yeah. But, uh, I think one of the gayest things, so here's a chronicle of the gayest things I can think mm, of. Chronicle. 
um, being at Pride Fest and deciding that um, we were sick of sitting on the ground because <laughs> we're prissy city bitches. And so we went and we bought one of those air lounge things <laughs> yeah, that you yeah. like scoop up the air and then you roll it up and then you sit on it. And the it's most like incredible part of that outdoor is the fact that we uh, were really struggling to do this and one of our listeners did come up and talk to us. And <laughs> Oh yeah! Hi CJ! <laughs> yeah, hi CJ. Um, and we were like, wow, I'm so sorry CJ. We're not just acting dumb for the podcast. We are actually this dumb. No, I think it was very valuable that our, one of our listeners got to see us in the flesh being as dumb as we are after we made this dumb, dumb purchase. Oh yeah. Tell you what though, uh, not a dumb purchase because no, it's it great. Was, uh, a great investment. Purchase. I'm sorry. You ignore me. I'm just turning. Okay, I will, as always. So continue with the chronicle. Um, we bought fans. We should have had the fans. Do you know where they are? Yeah, I know where mine is. I don't know where yours is. Me neither. (laughs) I don't remember anything about Pride Weekend. I can. I can find yours in the future. I think that we shouldn't have the fans because I think it's bad audio. Well, yeah, that's my brand. And I think we're also going to knock the mic off the table if we play with the fans. I think I'm going to hit you accidentally with the fan like I did during (laughs) gender. How could so any of us funny. forget about that? That was we're, recorded probably uh, on the live episode. We were, um, yeah, it, it, if you listen to the live episode, you heard that um, at one point during somebody's set, <laughs> I don't think that you probably heard me no. shouting, <laughs> but the audience might have, um, that I was, we were like sitting in the like sort of wings. The quote unquote backstage, waiting in the wings for Wait, you. Yeah, waiting in the wings. And uh, Kai, Kai was like, Flipping their fan, doing the sh- sh- the thwap 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 yeah, thing with the fan, yeah, fanning. Thank you. Uh, to applaud and was just whacking <laughs> it leg. very hard into my leg. I didn't notice it first, no. so it was like ow 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 ow. <laughs> it was extremely funny. <laughs> it was it was very funny. And then I tried to get you to do it to me again later to see if I could understand why it hurt, but. I don't I think, I think because I was trying to do yeah, it, you couldn't I couldn't hurt me. do it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's because you were unintentional. It was, yeah, it was yeah. part of If the it was intentional, I probably wouldn't have hurt you as bad. Yeah, who knows? I don't. I, I don't know, know shit. I certainly don't know anything. So other gay things you've done. You said you had a chronicle. Uh, that's two things, and I keep interrupting you with each one. That's Maybe I'll let you how finish. how podcast works. Maybe. Um, but, 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 yeah, those are pretty gay. Um, I, we marched the Pride Parade. That was extremely gay. We talked about that a little um, bit on the live episode. Uh, did I talk about the fact that I was on rollerblades being pulled on a leash in my harness? I don't remember. Well, I was. talked about that. It was very it's, gay. It's not your turn to talk about the gay things you've done yet, Kai. You literally said that's just how we do the podcast. Kai, it's not your turn. Okay. Interrupting me is how we do the podcast. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Um, I, a very gay thing I did just this week is I got hired at a local vegan market. Um, that's the, that's job number three for me. That's, I have three paid jobs and countless unpaid jobs. Three, currently three unpaid jobs. Previously seven. Well, no. Total jobs. Yeah. There are now six total jobs as opposed to seven total jobs. No, I think there was always six, because Genderfuck got replaced with Taming of the Shrew. Mm, but you were in two shows. You were doing rehearsal for two shows at that time. Was Genderfucked, and As You Like It. Yeah. Now, it's the two shows I'm doing okay. are As You Like It I see. and Taming of the Shrew. So, continuing forward. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that each. brought us up to the, the week. Oh. Amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a long chronicle. Oh, it's just well, several chronicle, I'm I like, remember. wow, there's a long list. I'll give you, I'll give you several. I'll give hey, you several hey, of my things. Hey, What's Hannah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the gayest thing you've done this week or month? 
Um, I do want to talk a little bit about, I want to give my two cents from Pride Weekend, or more accurately, my $75 from Pride Weekend that we spent on this terrible art. That, oh my um, god i cannot believe you forgot about so i'm so this. excited i, I get to say it we're gonna take a picture art. of it and put it on our instagram because it is the most incredible thing that i've ever seen with my own two eyes i won't even try to describe it to you you need to look at the image so follow us on social follow us on social media it's probably not gonna get stay on instagram very long no it probably won't we can put little stickers over the yeah. The naughty bits. It is yeah. not safe for work. I co- I totally forgot about that. Follow us at, at Gay Gamers with a Z at the end. To see this very to wonderful. To see this very incredible Probably the best image. bad art I've personally yes. ever. Yes. Um, it was the best purchase decision that I've ever made in my whole life. Um, and I want to talk about that. Um, I, was, I, think, I was talking about how we, uh, when we were walking around at Pride, I had the sort of like thought and realization or like I put it into words that all of the art sold at Pride is like the bad art Goodwalls Portlandia sketch. Yes. Like I'm I shout out to you if you sold art at Pride. Some of it was good, but for the most part it's like weird people who seem to only do like street festivals and that's their whole job who doing like paintings like the one that we bought that are just not quite good. They're mm-hmm. like I was comparing I said last night it's like a high like a a, a high schooler in a studio class where it's mm-hmm. like clearly they've had some training and instruction but just not quite enough practice to uh it's to, like do a good art to do a good a truly good art my favorite a thing lot about of it was just like rick and morty prints too so. yeah my favorite thing about this art was that number one wasn't corporate love that number two i was listening it to corporate, but the people selling this it were assholes. incredibly uh effeminate um person describing how they and their partner give buy like 10 pieces of this art and they give it out as christmas presents every year that's incredible um, that, that sustains most of those people yeah i think so too and that makes me very happy that those people exist in the world and that those are the gifts that they want to give their oh, loved 100%. ones i love that so much for them do you think it's ironic um, or serious I don't care. Yeah, me neither. It's good either way. It's good either way. Um, the other the other gay things that I've done are um, I have been uh, oh gosh, the gay things that I've done are mostly what's wrong? I just bumped fucked my up nail a nail on the table. Um, primarily, um, I'll call them queer things because they're primarily polyamorous in nature. Um, this Sunday, I was acting like an asshole to both of my partners and had subsequent serious conversations with both partners, one right after the other, over a period of two hours on Monday or Tuesday. And that is polyamorous culture, if I've ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I, uh, last night, had a surprise visit from a friend who I talked to about their relationship and was very supportive and that was gay and then today i went out to dinner with um a friend and we got arepas and it was very good and that was a surprise because we just happened to run into each other on the street and those are my favorite kinds of interactions when you just happen to run into anyone um then i wrote a letter to um first girlfriend ever had uh ex-girlfriend and then my best friend since i was five years old um and that was very nice. Just and I'm also very stressed about my job right now, and I think that's also gay. 
Uh, yeah, I think that's just being a person. Yeah, probably. I don't think that's specifically gay. I think that's gay. Gay having... people are people, Hannah. Well, I know, but I think that's just like the process of having a job is being stressed about it. Hey, honey. Yeah, that's fair. Um, very affectionate small cat. We're watching her again now that her daddy's out of town. Yeah, her daddy's been in Iceland, and then now he's at Electric Forest. The mm-hmm. big wook thing he goes to. Wook things. Years. Um, just just wook things. Yeah. That's so. Yes. So please don't follow Just Wook Things. I don't know who they are or what they do. Um, don't necessarily know if I want to shout them out on Instagram. But anyway, Hannah. Yes, Kai. Um, what, are you, what, are you, what are you playing? What are you playing uh, lately? Funny you should ask. So Yeah, it is funny, isn't it? The ter- I've never had this happen before where the turnaround between me wishing so badly that the Crash Team Racing reboot would happen and that thing actually coming out was so quick. I know. I was thinking about that when it so came quick. out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a year ago. we were just the, vaguely talking about it. Yeah, when the Crash Bandicoot fucking reboots came out or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, they got a reboot Crash Team Racing, and then I didn't really know. I didn't, like... Yeah, we didn't know anything know about anything it. about it, really look into it. And then I was like, man, I, I like, you know, was kind of thinking about it. Yeah. I wish they would reboot um, Crash Team Racing. and The best then, game. The best game. And then, like... Within a week, I got an email from PlayStation with your, like, you know, here's your PlayStation Weekly deals or whatever, mm-hmm. and it had listed Crash Team, that Crash Team Racing was coming out. Yeah. So I bought it, pre-ordered it so that I could play it mm-hmm. the literal moment that it came out, yes. pretty much. Um, and it's as, exactly as good as you remember. Yeah. It is still quite difficult, actually. Yes. Which is kind of... Um, good. Yeah, it's kind of, like, I don't know, validating to be like, I wasn't just bad at games as a kid yeah it's like this game is legitimately difficult and takes a lot of practice and like you oh, gotta yeah. do it again and again it's like a i mean it's like any kart racing game you just do it over and over again until, until you, you get do it right yeah i have also been playing crash team racing so i'll hop in on this it's um, very good dude. it is very good uh both hannah and i grew up on crash team racing and like playstation 2 and only a certain amount of games for playstation uh-huh. 2 and I was talking about this with um, our roommate Henry the other night Boy, about like shedding. I know she's shedding so much about like what games we played for the PlayStation Two, and Crash Team Racing was one of my big ones along with Sly Cooper and um, uh, the ATV series. Do you remember the ATV no, racing I don't. series? I don't. It was basically just called like ATV or something. Okay. Um, like ATV Unleashed, ATV Untamed, ATV Two. Okay. Too fast, too ATV. Too many ATVs. Stop, please. There's too many ATVs. I can't handle this many ATV. Oh. Feisty girl. A feisty girl. Um, yeah, but Crash Team Racing is, yes, exactly. Hey! Oh, is the exactly is trying to eat Kai. You remember she's it. She's playing, but she's trying to eat Kai. It was just very surprising because it seemed to come out of nowhere. Um... But anyway, yeah, Crash Team Racing 2, very good. I am still playing as, um, I'm playing now as Tiny Tiger. Okay. Um, because Tiny Tiger is the problematic daddy of your dreams. Sure. What's problematic about him? I don't know, but there's got to be something, right? <laughs> He's like a villain in the game. Yeah, but the villain in the, the villains in the Crash games don't have any actual personality. They're just kind of fair. That's true. Vaguely like, villainous. Yeah, they're all like created by cores and abominations created by cortex i think i thought you said cores created by cores no i'm still on that pride created by cores um um but you don't they don't as far as to my memory because i've played these games really recently they don't have any introduction you just show up and you fight this person yeah so well i don't know tiny tiger probably there's got to be something i mean he's probably like one of those mask for mask um 
you know, I think you're putting, you're putting a lot of a lot on Tiny Tiger. I think everybody in the Crash universe is simultaneously wholesome, but also a little bit freaky. And I think we were mm. talking about why, like, just conceptually, Crash Bandicoot is so funny, and why, like, if you're just gonna name a video game, like, why all the time on McElroy properties, mm. we'll just say a uh, Cra- Crash Bandicoot. A, the name is funny, yes. obviously. Um, B, it's like, there's just something a little frightening oh, about yeah. Crash Oh, yeah, there Bandicoot. is something about those Crash Bandicoot motherfuckers that, Those um, Crash Bandicoot-looking-ass uh, motherfuckers. motherfuckers. Uh, that's a stoned bit from Hannah and I the other night that I've been saving for I, you. I just love the idea so much of somebody <laughs> being calling somebody a Crash Bandicoot-ass motherfucker. Oh, yeah, it's ideal because there's something very specific about the aesthetic of Crash... He wears is only jorts and, like, new does, balances, basically. Yeah, and doesn't, like, say any words. Mostly just, just like, goes, hits his head and, yeah. Whoa! No, that's... I can't get into Crash today. Let me... Whoa! I, I got into it the other yeah, night. Yeah, you did I get think. into it the other night, but maybe you're just high. Whoa! No, that's definitely that's not, not it. it. I think... Whoa! No. Maybe I've just been talking too much, but my voice is... Sleepy. It's not quite there. It's, She's sleepy. She's sleep. She died tie. Yeah, but Crash Team Racing is so good. It's just it's very good. It's a good. delightful kart racing game, and it's very um, pleasantly mindless, and it still feels the same way that it used to, which I oh, think yeah. is the hardest part when you're doing, like, a reboot. Yeah. Is that a lot of times with, um, you know, like, more advanced response time technology, it doesn't play yeah, the same way. The it same. doesn't feel the same. And that's not, like, necessarily a bad thing, but what I like about Crash is that it has perfectly, it perfectly feels the same as I remember it feeling, oh, which yeah, is to 100%. say it might not necessarily be the exact same as it used to be because it probably evolved perfectly with the way that, like, I understand video games now different than what I understood them then. So it, it, it feels the way I remember it feeling, which is, I think, the ideal for any reboot is that it should feel the way you remember it, not the way it actually was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing is, like, I don't know, the Crash Bandicoot, like just the games yeah. reboot was, I think, mediocre. But it could just be that those games are actually kind of mediocre. Yeah. Um, the Spyro reboot was... Excellent. Excellent and perfect in every way. Um, and the Crash Bandicoot reboot is... The Crash Bandit reboot... The Crash Bandaboot. Yep. Uh, is much more similar to the Spyro reboot in that it just feels like it did and it sounds... It's, mm-hmm. like sa- it's like what they did with the Spyro reboot. Yeah. Where the sounds, they, like, updated... They took, they kept the same like sound effects. Yeah, they, uh, might have sound better. Yeah, they updated them so it doesn't, you know, doesn't sound like it's. There's also a mode that you can play in with the original music, which is really yeah, fun. that's really fun. You can play, uh, yeah, like classic retro mode is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and which it's is got fun and book wild to me that I'm playing something nostalgic that that anybody would consider retro. Yeah, it's super weird to contextualize that because I was we were talking the other night about like having a PlayStation 2, a GameCube, an Xbox, and a Dreamcast and shit, and, like, what all those things were like. And, boy, um, I found out that my friend that I went out uh, to get dinner with today also had a Dreamcast and also played Echo the Dolphin. Please message me if you've played Echo the Dolphin. It was a very good game. I feel like everybody who had a Dreamcast played Echo the Dolphin. Did it come with the Dreamcast or something? No. Or was it just, like, one of the flagship games? It was just games? one of the flagship It was one of my okay. flagship games, is how I'll put it. Because I don't know that many people who had a Dreamcast. But it I wasn't like a very it... popular console, I don't think. No, it wasn't. It In comparison, well. That's yeah. why part of why Sega doesn't make consoles yeah. anymore is because their consoles didn't sell. After the Genesis, their consoles didn't yeah. sell very well. There's a whole Polygon video about it. It's very good. Yeah. Um, 
and why PlayStation sort of like took over mm-hmm. and Nintendo sort of took over. Um, but yeah, everybody I know that I can think of, which again, it's not very many people, yeah. who had a Dreamcast had Echo the Dolphin. It was a good game. I remember playing my dad's evil wife's son from her first marriage was like in town staying with my dad and his evil wife at one point. And uh, I don't remember why he was in town. He was young at the time. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. And uh, he had a Dreamcast with him. And so I played his Dreamcast a little bit. You play Echo the Dolphin? No. I remember playing a tennis game. That's my singular remembered Mm. experience of playing a Dreamcast. Yeah. That's all you need, really. That and Echo the Dolphin. (laughs) When are they going to come out with an Echo the Dolphin reboot? I want to see an Echo the Dolphin reboot. With remastered graphics and sound. I want to look it up because I can't really conceptualize what Echo the Dolphin looks like, so I'm going to look it up really quick. Okay, well, I'll, I'll vamp for a yeah, minute while... We can, I mean, we can keep talking. My we computer, do that. Computer, I'm computing on my recorder. I'm recording on my computer, so... Oh, wonderful. Is it um, spelled like Echo, like you think? No, it's spelled like E-C-C-C-C-C-E-O, I believe. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so number one, that glitch was absolutely incredible, and I want to <laughs> talk about that real so quick. That was scary. We get a little farther from the microphone. Yeah, that's the scariest shit that I've heard in my life. Wow, that Especially so given the scary. fact that it was me glitching. Well, it just started, like, it, we were just talking, like, normal, because I was looking, it was so scary yeah. because I was looking at my computer screen, and I wasn't looking at you, mm-hmm. so I could only really hear you through the microphone, mm-hmm. and suddenly that just started to happen, <laughs> and I had a moment of panic. That I, that I was signal decaying, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a ghost, and I have been Actually, this whole time. A little farther. Away yeah, I'm a ghost, and I have been this whole time. Um, so what I want to talk about was we just looked up pictures of Echo the Dolphin. It does not look at all how I remembered it looking. Yeah, it looks exactly how I imagined it looking, which is it's a like 16 bit yeah, side scroller. Yeah, and I remember that was what, like every fucking Sega game was. I remember it looking like this incredible 3D water world that was like all around me and I was oh. like a dolphin. I was swimming around I think shit. that's maybe a dream you had, Kai. No. It's definitely my I, childhood imagination that abilities. That might have been drugs, maybe. Um, you know, any memory that I have, you could say might have been drugs, maybe. Hey. Um, you could yeah. say might have been drugs, maybe, because all of my memories are tinged with the fact that I have done drugs. So, like, anything that I can look back on that's through the lens of drugs. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I mean? Um, is that it? What else did we do on this podcast? I know we're going to talk about E3. Do you got any hot tracks, baby? Do I have any hot tracks? What fuck have I been listening to? I've listened to a lot of Lizzo. That's my hot track is Lizzo, the artist, the musical artist. Yeah, I think everybody knows who Lizzo is. I think they do too, but she makes me feel good, and I love that. It's true of most people. I feel very empowered. You, you mean like towards me, like most people make me feel good? Well, I didn't mean oh, that. Or Lizzo makes most people feel good. Yeah, she makes me feel good. The first thing you said is also kind of true. Most people make me feel good. Yeah, true. I you're mean, a, you're a, a, a congenial sort. Yes. Remember Miss Congeniality? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. That was a weird movie. You remember Miss Congeniality too? No. Oh. I think I might have seen it, but I blocked the whole thing out. Yeah, it's fine. I don't remember anything about the plot of Miss Congeniality or Miss Congeniality 2. I just remember that I know I watched them and that they exist. Yeah, me too. I remember like like as though from a dream, like little flashes of Miss Congeniality. But I think some of them might actually be from The Princess Bride. Oh, no. Yeah. I remember The Princess Bride too. Yeah, I do. That movie sucked. 
Yeah. It should have been gay. Yeah. Everything should be gay. Yeah. Make it gay, you cowards. Uh-huh. Hey, speaking of gay, I don't have any hot tracks that I can think oh, of. Oh, okay, that's fine. Oh, I another gay thing is that I invented a drag persona. More information to come when I have more time mm, to actually think yes, about it. Yes, I'm very excited this about this drag persona. This color is dope. It's yeah, it's vampiric. gorgeous. Yep. Something very scary happened to me in the backyard yesterday, but I'm going to save that. Or the other day. I'm going to save that for um, my other podcast. How dare you? Well, I, it happened to me too. Scary things. It and, also happened to me. Well, yeah, but that's the one about you scary things. You can sell things. it on both podcasts. Nobody's gonna know. Yeah, yeah, they are because if they're real fans, they'll go listen to No oh, Exit. Oh my god! Go to No Exit to fight to hear my raccoon story. That's my pitch. I'm very upset that I can't tell my raccoon story. You can now. tell your raccoon story on No Exit. Have me on again. Okay. Listen to my set. raccoon story on No Exit. Yeah, you can just come in at least for the raccoon part. I will. Yeah. I will be here. You yeah. cannot keep me away. Okay. Saturday at like 1 p.m. is when we're recording. Great. I'll be done with therapy and I'll come straight over and tell the story that I really need therapy for, which is my scary raccoon it was story. It a scary raccoon story. It was story. a frightening raccoon That's story. That's called a teaser. And you gotta go to... Teaser? I hardly know her. <laughs> wow, that's my brand. I know. I took usually. it. You can't just take somebody's brand. Yeah, I can. That's, uh, uh, Intellectual that? property theft. Thank you. That's ex- literally exactly what I was I thinking. know it was because we share the same brain, which is why yeah. I can take your jokes. Dude, especially when we're high, we have the, li- we literally share thoughts. So the thing is, we haven't talked about E3 yet, and we haven't <laughs> talked about E3. Um, Here's the thing. E3 wasn't good this year. Something that I've been consistently thinking about since E3 is, I won't talk about it yet because I'm going to talk about why E3 wasn't good this year. Um, <laughs> the most notable thing that happened at E3 was Sony wasn't, Sony wasn't fucking there. there. Mm. And like, what's they, up with that Sony? They probably blew all their money on their extremely expensive and bad press church last year. year. Their giant church that their they built. Their one musician. And then their like full half an hour of like downtime that they had to kill where everybody moved into a different venue. Oh my god, yeah, when they had those like announcers who were wearing the traditional gaming uniform yeah, yeah. of a the gaming shirt with tra- a blazer over it. The traditional it. E3 uniform. And traditionally looking very sweaty and uncomfortable. And, and then and very white and tasty. Talking about the hype. That good hype. Yeah, and then it would show, and then they showed, if just to recap a little bit. Mm-hmm, of last, last year's yeah, E3. Yeah, of last year's Sony Bad E3 conference. Uh, they, um, uh, fuck me. My brain is like a fucking pasta salad. Mm. It's delicious, but not very good for you. It's delicious, but bad audio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else did he fucking Sony do? Oh, and then they showed us trailers for games, but it was games that like currently existed. Yeah. They just showed us like, not trailers, they showed us commercial, in between the actual game trailers. Yeah. They showed us commercials, commercials for, for games. games. That currently exists. Yeah, like, I remember the Call of Duty commercial coming up, and I was like, but wait. Yeah, it was for, like, a Call of Duty, this game like, is out. DLC. Yeah. And it was, like, commercial out. for game that you already and have. And I was like, I thought this wasn't the Fuck point you. of E3. Um, it's literally the, like, antithesis. So, of I mean, the fact, even though Sony did a kind of bad press conference, despite the fact that the Last of Us 2 trailer did come out last year, and that was very good and very Oh, gay. yeah, I mean, the trailer um, was amazing. Yeah. The press conference was bad. The press conference the was bad. The whole thing that happened in the church, like, the beginning of the press conference, awesome. Well, I the bet rest, the church seats were uncomfortable. Yeah, well, yeah, they're pews. Yeah. The whole point of pews is to be uncomfortable, so you focus on the mm, Lord God more, yeah, I don't know. 
Um, but anyway, the fact that Sony wasn't there uh, definitely made a tangible difference, I think, in the way that E3 happened, because not only were they not there for press conferences, they also weren't there for playing any games or displaying any games right. or anything. Right, so no, yeah, nobody could go, Nobody like, could play games play, Yeah, them. play new Sony games, which um, is, And I, we I do know really that understand. the next generation of consoles are coming out, but it they've never been coming out with a new console and then not shown up to E3, quote-unquote, as a result of that. Do you think Sony just forgot yeah, Sony probably they, forgot. They forgot that E three was that week, and they double booked themselves for the whole. Every I mean, single I almost double booked themselves for the whole week. Yeah, and then they were like, "Oh no, my mom's getting married." And All of Sony's moms. Sony's mom was getting. Married <laughs> Sony's that mom week. was getting married, and they could not say no they to their mom because they missed g- their mom's previous marriage, and they have to go to this one because this is the real one. They had to go to San Antonio for their mom's wedding. All of them that week. They all are you only mom. saying that because you have to go to San Antonio for a wedding? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, everyone has to go to San Antonio. And, and Sony was in San Antonio, and it's very hot there. And this matte finish doesn't really look any different from the gloss No, finish. it really doesn't, but that's fine. Oh, it does as it dries. Oh, okay, that's cool. cool, actually. I'll um, show you. It yeah. actually looks very cool. As it Great. Dries. Live live updates on Hannah painting your nails while we talk about E3. Oh, that is nice. That looks like it's blood on your hands. Sick. Goth. Fucking goth. You getting ready hell. for Deviant? Oh. Why did I touch that? That was stupid. You made a mistake. So, uh, um, yes, I am. Uh, there, ah, there was the Not other on my glasses. Jesus Christ! Um, Why am I so I'm just bad trying at to this? talk about E3 over here. So, um, the other interesting stuff that happened in E3, um, Ubisoft, 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 it's Ubisoft, Ubisoft, um, talked uh, had a little uh, Assassin's Creed anthology, which was very cool and beautiful, and there was like a live orchestra playing the Assassin's Creed oh, music. Oh yeah, that was very cool. I've watched was very it, cool. but that looked, that um, sounds very cool. And the cool. other God thing damn, was that the rest of it was pretty boring, and they just did a lot of like shooter games. Yeah, the whole thing was... I don't have a lot of interest in, generally speaking. Um, uh, the other interesting thing was um, fucking Fallout 76 is entirely being yeah. revamped because they realized how badly <laughs> they fucked 76 up. 76 was a bad game and they're trying to make it into a good game by just making it into like a regular Fallout game with all Not ex- Well, they're also trying to institute the very popular Battle Royale style into yeah. Fallout 76 and they're adding a Battle Royale mode and they're also adding NPCs because the whole point of Fallout games is the fun and cool NPCs that they have. I am concerned Yeah, aren't that- they adding like a single player campaign too or was that already there? There was no single-player campaign. I don't think they're adding a single-player campaign. I thought they were. I thought the whole thing was a single, basically a single-player campaign. No. There's a plot, though, to the game, right? Kind of. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a little bit hard. I mean, there's story, but it's kind of hard to have, like, a a plot in the way that traditionally Fallout has plots because they're very character-driven plots. No, I understand that. That's why I'm saying I, I thought that they were adding that now. They were adding the I ability mean, maybe. to have, like, stupid. All I know is they're adding NPCs and they're adding Battle Royale mode. Yeah, they're adding NPCs with dialogue options, so I think they're adding more, like, character-driven stories I mean, to it. you would infer that, probably. Um, I'm not 100% certain. I was certain, so high when we were watching that. The guess, the, the, the guess is that um, the, the guess by Polygon, and this is something that I could see happening is that uh they might make fallout 76 free to play because literally nobody has bought it yeah because it might become more of a like terrible yeah become more of like an apex legends yeah 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 but i imagine they'll still have they'll they'll institute like in-game purchases or something and just make it free to play i'm not totally sure we'll see how it goes um or at least reduce the price of it because like 
It's a bad game. It's a bad game. And this is an instance of Bethesda going, hey guys, we fucked up. We know we fucked up. We're sorry. You were all really excited for this one, and we've done-donged this one all the way up. You know, a lot of um, my favorite game studios have really donked up some online games recently. Like, Anthem is doing very poorly. Yeah, I heard it was terrible um, and, like, unplayably yeah. glitchy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they fixed that, but I heard that it was also boring. Well, part of the good. issue is the fact that BioWare really overworked their employees. And speaking of overworked employees, I want to take it over to Nintendo with... Um, all of the fun announcements at Nintendo, starting off with my favorite fun announcement, which is Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. um, is going to be delayed for another year, which I'm actually uh, very excited about and grateful for because Nintendo is specifically doing it so they don't overwork their um, folks who are working on the game, which is like a really strong stance to take in the industry, especially given the fact that Nintendo's stock after that announcement dropped by a million dollars, which, you know, stocks rise and fall, but like, the fact that that coincides with that really shows you that capitalism relies on overworking your employees to be good. Um, Oh, Nintendo continues to be the only game studio that, like, even pretends to give a shit about human beings. (laughs) I mean, yeah, honestly. Other other than, like, obviously, like, indie studios, but it continues to be the only one of the big boys that, like, again, even, like, Vaguely I guess cares. Ubisoft seems to. At least Ubis- the Ubisoft team. I don't know. I think they also Korean. kind of overwork their employees well, because I'm sure every they do. game studio does. But I do like their little thing at the beginning of every game, which is like employees of all sorts yeah. of sexual orientations, genders, races. races. What That's what I'm saying is that is another instance of at least pretending to give a shit about human beings. Yeah. Because that acknowledges identity. Big cake. And Bioware used to. Yeah, we've talked about the Dragon Age two. Yeah, the excellent open occurrence. letter rebuttal um, before. Yeah, but Nintendo also uh, released a lot of other good news, including some, I think, new Super Smash Bros. characters. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think there were any that I saw. I haven't been paying full disclosure, as you might have told, or might have been able to tell. I haven't been playing like paying like the most attention as I haven't had time. Because uh, I've been at rehearsal, like, every night, so I haven't had very much time to actually watch and read E3 content. Oh, yeah, I haven't had super much time, but I've been getting getting it in while I can, and I got the memory of a hawk, so, uh... Yeah. Do hawks have good memories? Notoriously great memories. Uh, that's what hawks are known for. Have you ever heard the phrase bird brain? Yeah, that's not what that means, Kai. <laughs> bird brain is in many ways the opposite of that. You know that, right? It's yeah. very important to me. Yeah, I need you to you understand that, that I'm doing, doing a, bit. a bit. Okay, cool. Um... But, uh, sorry, that was just the first phrase that came to mind and I decided no, I wanted very, to do a bit about it. That's very funny. Thank you. You didn't Did laugh. you build that whole joke, like, yeah. from, like, yeah, you, from the ground you up. had the, yeah. no, but did you have the bird brain punchline oh, line no, before no. you said the hawk thing? Okay, because that would have been amazing. Playing. No, I. That would have been significantly more, like, forethought into what we say than we ever I need you to know podcast. that I don't plan any of my funniest jokes. I know this about you. Thank you. And I love you. Thank you. I don't think about anything that comes out of my mouth before it does. That's I know. That's not 100% true. That's but so, mostly true. Insofar as it is true, it gets me into trouble. Ooh. Um, Makes me say things I regret. I wouldn't ooh. recommend it, and I'm trying to work on it. Hey, not thanks. on the podcast, though. This is where my garbage comes out of my mouth. <laughs> so anyway, um... Uh, Nintendo also uh, put out the fact that they are making, probably it's not going to be called Breath of the Wild 2, but they are making a second Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild-esque game, which kind of looks a little bit scary, which I'm very excited about. And it almost looks like you're able to play as Zelda also, which would be very cool. Can I pause you for a second? Because we have not saved this whole time. 
Tabletop Potluck is a diverse actual play podcast showcasing the wide world of pen and paper role-playing games. Whether you're an experienced player or a newbie, you're welcome to sit at our table and see what we've brought to the potluck. Tabletop Potluck is one of our favorite podcasts, and they have previously been guests on our show before, and we just love them very much, and we're very excited that they're in our lives. Um, I think that if you like any sort of like pen and paper role-playing games, or you're gay, or you're both of those things, you should probably check out this podcast. Uh Uh-huh. I wrote a little jingle for them. Tabletop Potluck, it's also a podcast. We think that you'll like it a lot. So, yeah, it looks like you can play as Zelda, and Zelda was there. Zelda's there, yeah. So there's absolutely nothing to support that you can play as Zelda other than the fact that she is there adventuring with Link. So she's either going to be like a, like a, she's going to be the Navi of this game, or she, not the Navi from Avatar. Not I know that. Zelda, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> Thank you. Um, or you know, or whatever the fuck the name of your sword demon was in Skyward Sword. Don't look at me like I know. I enjoyed that game. Well, I don't know about enjoyed, but I was invested in that game while I was playing it, and now like everything about it has left my brain. Yeah. Like Twilight Princess, I remember a lot of the like lore and stuff about it, and like um, and most of the like dungeons and like mm-hmm. same Wind Waker. I've played multiple times. Yeah. And, like, other games. But Skyward Sword, like, other than that one terrible dungeon and the terrible, like, only the terrible things about Skyward Sword. <laughs> so maybe it was mind. a bad game. So maybe it wasn't a great game. Um, but the thing is, this game does look very good. Oh, it, it looks, looks very good. Uh, I think, didn't People they, were thinking, oh, yes. Didn't a title card come up and say Breath of the Wild 2? I mean, that could be a working title. I think that's but, a working title okay. because I don't think it's going to be called Breath of the Wild 2. It's going to be called, um, um, Fart of the Wild. Breathier of the Fart Wild. Of the city. Breath of the Tame. Okay. What's the opposite Breath of breath? the Mild. <laughs> Breath of the Mild is very good. Thank you. That's I also very think good. um asphyxiation of the wild. Yeah, it's gonna be the yeah the choking. That's why it's a horror game. The, the choking of the wild. Choking the of, choke me daddy of the wild. The choke me daddy of the city. The choke me daddy of the city is our lives. Yeah. Oh boy, it sure is. So do you think the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is uh, Legend of Zelda Choke Me Daddy in the City and it just stars us? <laughs> it's a Legend of Zelda Sex in the City crossover but with lesbians and it just stars us. In our air lounge. <laughs> in our air lounge. That's the real Breath of the Wild. It fills up my air lounge. Oh, Jesus. That was oh something else. Okay. Um, that was a good bit. So uh, it makes it less good to comment bit. on how good it was. But uh, something I want to go back to Animal Crossing because I don't want to just say that it's coming out a year from now. It's not coming out a year from now. It's coming out in spring of 2020. So it was originally yeah, going to come out in fall this year. Of this year. So yeah. it didn't get pushed out by a year. Well, it, it got pushed out by a few months. Well, it's, I'm sorry. I meant next year. Is what I meant. Um, and I think no, I said that earlier. Well, it's coming out next year. Well, I apologize. Okay, year. you don't need to get like this. So um, yes, I, I want to talk about the content of the game because don't something that I'm very excited like. about, I'm trying to talk about the Animal Crossing <laughs> animal, um, is the fact that you are able to um, not just have a character that to us looks white. Yeah, you can um, change your, the skin color. You can change the skin color of your character, which um, we have friends and we've heard experiences of people who are black who say that they like will constantly tan their character right, outside to get it to, to, get it to look, look like, them. like them, which is super fucked up that you have to do that yeah. in a video game in order to get your character to look it's remotely like you. You can finally have a black yeah. character at Animal Crossing. Which, thank goodness, um, it's a really interesting sort of storyline because there's a lot more crafting in this one, so it's taking some inspiration from the uh, Pocket Camp Animal Crossing oh, games. Oh, yeah, that game that Not was the, for a week. Not um, the, except for producer Aaron played it for like 
five months or some ridiculous yeah, he was, shit. He was on that hype. He was for a on long that time. hype for a long time. But they took some inspiration from that with the crafting, but not the pay to win, which is good. Yeah. Um, I love that, not the weird time stuff. But yeah, the Animal Crossing to wait, like, has always hours had to make a couch. Well, you have always had to wait in Animal Crossing to do things because you know eventually at the end of the day, there's no more fruit. There's no more shells or fish and Tom Nook's store is closed and you can't sell anything and you can't go to, you know, the your neighbor's houses because they're asleep or whatever. So, like, things things are over. Yeah, but um, can't you make time pass in that game? No. No, you it passes could. naturally. Yeah, but I thought you. that Isabel could, like, change the time of day. And that was one of the arguments Isabel for can, Isabel being, having time powers. Isabel can change the internal system clock. Changing the time of day does not change... If it is nighttime or daytime or gotcha. what time it is, gotcha, it gotcha, changes gotcha. the internal system clock, okay. which therefore changes. You just what that was one of your arguments. Is. Gotcha, because yeah. that was one of your arguments for. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember in this. The yes, clear smash it's down. it's not it's not that you can progress time in game. It's that you can progress what the game perceives to be real life time because Animal Crossing is played in real time. Gotcha. Um, it actually genuinely the minutes pass as the minutes pass in real life. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. I think. It yeah, yeah, no, it, it is actually quite good. That doesn't sound fun to me, because I always play video games at night, so it would just always be night in my fucking village. But then what would I do? There would be nothing to do. Thomas. I just remember very distinctly, maybe this is no longer the case with, like, the newer Animal Crossing games, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember being a kid and playing Animal Crossing and getting up super early to catch the dawnfish. See, that sounds like the opposite of a fun time to me. I love that. I play video games because I don't want it to be... We've talked about this before. I play video games because I don't want it to be exactly like real life. If yeah. I just wanted to get up in, early in the morning and catch a fish, I'd get up really early in the morning and go catch a fish. Like, not that I'm good at fishing or want to fish. I'm just saying that, like, part of the fun is that I get to, like, an Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I don't have to wait, be like, well, I'm going to raid this for, but I'm going to wait 12 hours. Yeah. I can make time pass. Or like in every Zelda game, there's usually a mechanic to make time pass. Something that I used to really enjoy about Animal Crossing, and I'm curious if this will still translate to my life as it is now, is I was very lonely for like real connection and also, you know, am physically disabled. So can't, couldn't, was, used to be able to do all these like very active and fun running around things then stop being able to do that as much. So it was sort of like a replacement for friendships and doing things and waking up early and stuff. Um, it was a replacement for waking up early, but you did wake up early. Well, no, when I was young, young, when I first played it, the first time I played Animal Crossing was in San Francisco in a hotel on a GameCube. I see. Yeah. You made it sad. Did I? A little bit. Oh. This is a really sad thing you just said. I played Animal Crossing because it was a replacement for real friends. That's pretty sad. I mean, I'm not sad anymore, and it helped me uh, make it through those times, so I think that's pretty positive. I know. It's just a, it's just a sad thing. Well, anyway, Animal Crossing has meant a lot to me over the years, and I'm very excited about the new crafting component. I'm very interested in the fact that Tom Nook has basically sent you to uh, populate an island um so it's like pocket camp if it was good it's like pocket camp if it was a full-fledged game and was good and actually was an animal crossing game basically yeah, yeah, yeah. um because pocket camp was more of just the flesh of animal crossing uh put on mechanized robots and it was unnatural and sort of uncanny because un- unholy. unholy the abject if you will because it was not animal crossing but it had the, it was wearing the skin of animal crossing like mm. some sort of serial killer So, um... You know what people love in podcasts? Like, 
<laughs> five second silences just from time to time. Yeah, I uh, to make their, them think that their podcast player has like lost Wi-Fi connection or whatever. And I mean, people do love episode. that because it gives them the chance to really just catch up to the um, extended bit that I did. Mm, uh, okay, hard to follow, but um, Jesus. yeah. So that's that's very exciting for me. Um, and then the other thing that came out that I really want to delve into on this podcast is Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, I and Cyberpunk. And there's a lot of reasons I really want to dive into it. I'm very excited to have this conversation with your pasta salad brain because I want to <laughs> squeeze some smart mayonnaise out of that <laughs> <laughs> just like in order to get this conversation to happen. Okay. Um, because Cyberpunk 2077 looks like an interesting game in a lot of ways. Um, seeing the cinematic trailer actually made me less excited about it because it sort of makes it look like you won't get to create your own custom character, yeah, which, which was kind of the whole yeah, appeal kind of the whole to thing. me. It could be, though, like, like you have to put somebody in the trailer, right? So it could yeah. be that, like, they just chose that guy. Like, I imagine, Maybe. I don't know, because I wasn't, like, you know, I wasn't playing games or, like, on the up and up with what games are coming out when, like, Mass Effect was coming out. But I imagine the trailers for those just used, like, a default Shepard. No, yeah, they did. Because... And they did in um, the trailers for Andromeda. I remember that. Yeah, because you have to put somebody in the trailer. So, to me, that doesn't say anything about what you will and won't be able to play as. I mean, I think there were other concerns that led to that feeling. Yeah, that's fair. For me, it just just seems like... uh, Bad audio. I know. (laughs) Uh, To me, it just seems like you gotta put somebody in the trailer. Yeah, and it kind of... um, I mean, I'm, I'm curious and excited about the world that exists because something that I have done, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, it was read the original Cyberpunk 2020 entire game manual because it is actually what, a very like delightful 500 read. 500 pages or something? It's shit? like um, 350 pages or something. It's like an actual novel. Yeah. Um, and a lot of I it is... I'm Ryan wrote... Granger Monaghan strikes again. Yes, that's me. Classic. Um, I was so... in the library and I checked out the Cyberpunk book. <laughs> Yeah, um, if Hermione Granger was cool and goth. Are you going to bed before? <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no, take it off my laptop! Fuck! <laughs> it's okay, it's not on any part of my laptop that isn't even. You like, fucking guts. idiot! Holy shit! <laughs> it's just the screen that can't even. I thought you were dying. That was very loud. Oh. I'm so sorry. I just almost <laughs> dropped an open bottle of nail polish all over the goddamn place. Which is one of the top five worst things to spill. Yeah, it is. Because you can't clean it no, up. No, you can't. Um, it's impossible. So, fucking Cyberpunk 27. Keanu Reeves is in it. He's playing... Um, Cyberpunk 27? Did I say 27? I thought I said <laughs> yeah. 27. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 27. 2027. It takes place ten years from now. <laughs> Um, Sackbuck 1927, see? I would play that. I would Keanu Reeves is playing Johnny Silverhand. Um, who's a person? Who's a guy with a really on-the-nose name? Because he's got a silver in he's, hand. He's an important character in the original yeah, Cyberpunk game. There's a dumb. much better video describing what I'm about to talk about in uh, in Polygon that Brian David Gilbert uh, makes, which is very good. He also read the entire manual. Brian Hermione Granger... David Gilbert. Uh-huh. I was going to do a bit about Hermione Granger, but I talked about <laughs> nail polish. a thing. And it's um, kind of over now. Yeah, it's, it, that, that ended it better than you could have ever on purpose, I think. Um, uh, anyway, Johnny Silverhand basically um, 
his uh, girlfriend gets kidnapped by one of the big evil corporations that takes place in cyberpunk because corporations are like the big thing about cyberpunk because it's capitalist dystopia, man. Mm-hmm. And um, he uh, attempts to get her back by inciting a riot at a concert in this really cool way, right? Cool. Um, it's really tight. So anyway, um, basically... Uh, He's playing the machine ghost of Johnny Silverhand who lives in the net. And what's really interesting mm. about the net in Cyberpunk 2077, now I can only say Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 27. 27. Um, the 27th Cyberpunk game. Is that, um, this was true in Cyberpunk 2020, I don't know if it's true about 2077, is that the net does not work as our internet because they did not have our internet in the way that our internet exists when Cyberpunk 2020 came out. Um, it's basically like, the way that the internet was then, which is small networks, not worldwide a networks. Series of tubes? Uh, yeah, yeah some, well, some would say uh, not worldwide networks, but like small mm-hmm. networks located to a single place. Like when France had their own internet and it was just connected to France. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like other different corporations have their own net and you can like hack into different nets and you can have your own net and stuff like that, which is super cool and I find it fascinating. I don't think it'll be the same in Cyberpunk 2077 because I don't think we can really yeah, get like, away with is, that anymore. This is a dumb way to do the internet. Yeah. That's what um, people would think. But the thing that I really want to get into about this game is the fact that um, uh, in Cyberpunk 2077... I'm, I'm thinking so hard about that extra zero and seven right now. Um, Cyberpunk 2077, the uh, trailer, the advertisement, it features, not like features, features, but you see this, um, a an advertisement with this um, very sexualized transgender woman with her uh, dick, just this huge erect dick, very blatantly displayed in the trailer, right? And there's very... Can you see the whole thing? Well, not, like, naked, but it's in pants of some sort. It's in, like, shorts of some sort. It's, like, covered. It's not, like, a a naked dick, but it's, like, you can... You can see the outline yeah, yeah, very yeah. clearly. No, yeah. You explained. I, yeah. I get it. Um, and what's interesting is the community's base response to just this on its own, standalone, right, um, is how, like, some members of the community are, like, this is really cool that trans people as sexual people are being represented and other people are more upset about this because I feel like personally I'm one of those people who's more upset about this because I feel like trans people are already sexualized like Mm. our bodies are already reduced to our genitalia and most of the videos of trans people that exist on the internet I would venture to say are pornographic in nature. There are a variety of words and code phrases that you can type into the internet that will get you porn about trans people. You can type in transgender massage therapist in Denver, for instance, and you will get porn about trans people. You mm-hmm. can type in T-girl, T-boy, um, tranny, uh, like um, uh, chicks with dicks, um, futari. Like, there's a variety of hypersexualized terminology that will get you hypersexualized trans people's bodies. And our bodies are already fetishized and reduced to genitals even when they're not being actively desired as an object of sexuality but reviled as an object of sexuality. Like making jokes about Caitlyn Jenner's junk and asking her about her genitals and asking every trans person who's on television about their genitals. Um, I think that we already are those objects of fetishization, whether it be erotic or 
abject mm-hmm. um, in nature. Uh, but in addition to that, I also have the context of Cyberpunk 2020, which when you go back and you read the manual, you can see that um, a big part of Cyberpunk, the universe, is body modifications, right? Which is super tight. But the thing that happens in Cyberpunk 2020 when you get body modifications as a player character is you lose points of your humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose humanity points. It's very similar to the uh, humanity system in uh, Vampire colon the Masquerade colon Bloodlines. Um, for you and the six other people who played that. For game. me and the six other people who played that game is if you if you take actions that are like inhuman in nature or whatever mm-hmm. or cruel or malicious or bad morally, then you lose humanity. That was a mechanic in one of the arcs of the test arcs of Adventure Zone. One of the games they were mm-hmm. playing. Yes. The one whatever they played in Dust, that was a me- mechanic in that. Yeah, humanity's an interesting mechanic to have in games. I think um, in Cyberpunk though, it's very interesting because of the fact that it's associated with body modification. So as you replace your quote-unquote human parts with quote-unquote mechanized or, like, inhuman parts, you lose humanity points. But what's interesting is, in addition to, like, getting a gun arm, for example... Sick. um, Which would be very sick. uh, So when you lose all your humanity points, actually, the GM takes over your character, and that character basically has, like, a a bad brain, as we call it in the industry, and is uh, solely villainous and evil and Mm -hmm. wants to kill and hurt and maim and be cruel. Um, And the GM, like, controls them and makes them a villain. Um, But what also gets rid of your humanity points is changing other things about you, not just adding mechanical parts, um like getting a uh what they refer to in the manual what is referred to currently as um uh oh fuck me oh no this is my whole thing gender reassignment no that is not what we call it now uh we call it uh gender like affirmation surgery right but that's what you're saying that's what they call it yeah sex reassignment surgery in the book but we call it yeah in the book yeah but we call it um Gender, gender affirming. Yeah, no, I know surgery. that. But you were looking for the word. No, well, I was looking the for book. the word. No, I was looking for the word gender oh, affirming. Because okay. what you said um, was what they call it in the book. What is what it is referred to in the book and what it is commonly referred to now. So yeah, no, I was trying to think of um, gender gender affirming surgery, um, gender affirming procedures. Um, in the book, it's called sexual reassignment surgery. When you get uh, gender affirming surgery, you lose humanity points um, because uh, being, you know. Trans in that way is associated with inhumanity, and I have whole essays about this, but I do not trust the world of cyberpunk to deal with trans mm. people good, mm-hmm. and in addition to that, I was recently reading this um, Twitter thread about uh, how we conceive of dystopia in Western society, right? Um, and it references, funnily enough, the same... Um, story that I wrote my essay about trans people and objection and AI, uh, Philip K. Dick's The Android Dream of Electric Sheep, mm-hmm. but the movie version of it, um, Blade Runner, uh, with Harrison Ford that came out, I believe, in the 80s. Um, we know what Blade Runner is. Yeah. There was recently a sequel. Yep. There I didn't sure see it. Was. Um, it conceives of dystopia as very, uh, Japanese in architecture and style and very based on the way that Tokyo is laid out as a city like the the big advertisements the very close together buildings um 
even like street markets very similar to those in Tokyo and uh, other Japanese cities. And um, this is because of the fact that in that time period that this movie is being made and a lot of these dystopian films are being made, we as the United States and as a lot of um, uh, quote-unquote the West were terrified of Japan again, quote-unquote, taking over. God, because, I love that so much. Yeah, well, I mean, for a lot of reasons. They, they're... Um, they can fucking have it. If, if nothing else, their aesthetic is on point. Their, like, um, GDP was going through the fucking roof, mm-hmm. like, technologically advancing, like, doing really well on a global scale, like, financially mm-hmm. and scientifically and like societally it seemed i mean there's a whole other set of like issues that every society has or whatever but from our perception pretty true of japan yelling they're doing they're doing pretty well for themselves the only problem is they have this gigantic aging population which we're about to hit in 2050 but you know uh as it goes um so anyway like we were terrified of japan and our cultural touchstone films and media depicted that Mm -hmm. because one of the things that would have been frightening to people in the 80s and 90s and probably even the early 2000s was the fact that harrison ford the everyman character was eating with chopsticks Mm -hmm. that would have been something that was like scary back then because that wasn't a thing that people did as uh-huh. as regularly as we do now like i don't fucking think twice about eating with chopsticks but that was a thing that had a much more um mixed cultural meaning um and i in the fact that cyberpunk 2077 still holds that aesthetic as dystopian is not obviously directly tied to the fact that we are still scared of japan because we are still scared of the East, the quote-unquote East, because of, you know, um, racism and colonialism and Western imperialism and viewing, like, other cultures as inferior to ours, but also terrifying and threatening at the same time. Uh, That's how you maintain supremacy, whatever. Um, Not whatever, whatever on that for now. Um, It's inspired by previous dystopian, but... I think that that simultaneous uh, fetishization and utilization of that culture and those symbols um, does not make me inclined to trust them with trans people Mm -hmm. because I feel like they will use that culture and those symbols in a similar way. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, CD Projekt Red, CG, CD Projekt Red doesn't have the like best track record with social issues, but or games. Well, yeah, they made some good games. They've made some yeah. real good games, though. You didn't like The Witcher 3, but, like, everybody else did. I famously... I actually don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. I played probably, like, 15 minutes of The Witcher 3 because I had heard wonderful things about it, and I sat down and I played it. And the first 15 minutes, I was so upset by the sexism in that game, I returned it and told Steam I wanted my money back because it was sexist, and they gave it to me. Um, I did not care for The Witcher 3. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make it... I mean, it was, by all their measures, though, apparently a good game. I've never played it. Yeah, that's I'm what I've heard. I'm not defending the, like, social content. I'm no, I know, saying. yeah. They do have a track record of making yeah. good games, at the very least. Like, sure. mechanically and aesthetically good games. Um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly... I need to know more about the game before I make a decision on how I Oh, play. yeah, I'm not making uh, any sort of decisions. Because the, the, as far as I understand, the, like, the prevailing sort of whatever is... Uh, the, like, prevailing language or whatever is Chinese in cyberpunk... Um, or at least in the games, because that's the, like... Global. Is it Mandarin? Well, yes. Yeah. 
I, I know there's different types of Chinese. Um, I was curious. I was asking because... I don't know, honestly. I don't know. Okay. It's probably Mandarin. I don't know. I don't know enough about Chinese to know mm-hmm. what it would be. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's because that's the, like, vision of the global economy that mm-hmm. has taken over. I mean, the, the reason that West... I mean, I know that it's, like, a fear thing, but I don't know that it's... Like, I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's just a vision of... I think the, the corporations are the problem, but I think it's just a vision of, like, how... I mean, like, the reason that, like, Western stuff is popular all over the world is because America was at one point a global economic superpower and, like, popularized our culture everywhere and colonized our culture everywhere. So, like, if our economy falls and, like, another economy takes over, it's feasible that that would just happen in reverse. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that that was the image of what dystopia looked like and that was something no, to No, I understand feared. that. I'm just talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Be... I also don't know how much thought they put into it, honestly. I mean, we'll see. Like, again, I don't know enough about the game to know. Um, and I'm very curious... Yeah, because they, uh, I imagine it will be in many, many ways different from Cyberpunk 2020. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, the world is cool. The mechanics of Cyberpunk are cool Mm -hmm. and interesting. And cool is literally a mechanic in Cyberpunk, which I love. Yeah. Um, Or at least in the tabletop game. At least in the tabletop game. There's a lot of very interesting and exciting things about Cyberpunk that I am excited to see how they translate to a video game. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm still really excited for it. I'm like oh, very, yeah. very excited for it. I'm definitely going to pre-order it, uh, I think. Um, also, didn't haven't seen anything about this from E3. Don't know if it was there, but uh, very excited for Borderlands 3. Yes. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll play that. Play the yeah, we will. Of that. Um, um, well, I will. I don't know. If I mean, will. I'll play it. I just got to say, um, being critical of something does not mean that you don't like it or are not excited about it. Kai, I'm aware of that. Yeah, it's just I don't want to end without saying that. I know, but, like, I think our listeners know that. I definitely know that. I also went to college. Regardless of whether somebody knows it or not, I think it's important to say as a reminder, like, that doesn't make me any less excited about this game or want to play it any less. I mean... But also, it doesn't it doesn't really matter if you want to, you know... It does to me. Okay. Great. So, um, the rest of E3, is there anything else that you feel like you want to talk about in relationship with that? Not especially, um... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much E3. Again, there wasn't, there just isn't that, all that much to say about it because it just wasn't that exciting. Like, yeah. There were, I mean, again, we don't, Sony wasn't even there, so we don't even know what the fuck. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Pokemon Sword and Shield, which I was already excited about. Yeah. I didn't, I haven't read anything about anything new about Sword and Shield that's made me more or less excited. I was already stupid excited for Sword and Shield to maintain that level of excitement. I guess I didn't get excited. I mean, again, I haven't paying like 100% attention, and I have watched a couple of videos, and there were some things where I was like, oh, that looks cool. But obviously nothing that's stuck enough that there's nothing new that I'm aware of. It's that interesting I'm that it's not top-down anymore. What? Pokemon games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, they haven't been for several generations. Really? Yeah. Not top-down? I'm trying to think. I thought they were still top-down. They've been, like, sort of, like, semi-top-down. They've been, like, sort of tilted this way, if that makes mm, sense, or tilted yeah. this way. So it's like you see them less top-down. Okay. I think this one is going to be way more RPG style, yeah. though, that it's going to be way, not necessarily first person, but it might actually be, like, third person. I mean, I've been waiting, like, my whole life for a Pokemon RPG to the point where I even downloaded that shitty Pokemon RPG, that fine Pokemon RPG that, like, came out on the internet that wasn't... 
oh, a yeah. real Nintendo game like yeah, many like years not ago. A, like the non-official Like back one. in 2008 or some yeah. shit. I think this would be great because they, at first people were saying that uh, fucking, what were the ones that just kind of came out? Uh, let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu were going to be an RPG, but they were really just basic Pokemon games that were, in many ways, like easier and more boring than a lot of Pokemon oh, games. Oh yeah, that I mean, I didn't play them. Um, yeah, so I am very excited for a potential third. I don't, it's going to be so different. It's going to be so yeah. weird. No, like, I, I know. Don't, Playing I don't on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, I've put, we've, you know, played Pokemon games on the big screen before, and uh, Coliseum was third person over the shoulder. Yeah, which so was it's, wild. It's going to be like Coliseum, but better. Or probably? Pokemon Gale of Darkness XD. XD. Which I've never played because it's hard to get. I know we have it. I just yeah. you don't want to get the GameCube to do it. Um, or you have it, so therefore we have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had it because it's actually very expensive and hard to find for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Coliseum was like good, but it was it wasn't really a Pokemon game. It was like fairly simplified. And yeah. You didn't get to like the catching mechanic was way different. Like was, I loved it though. Yeah, it was, that I was mean, a I've played it multiple, multiple times. I love that game, yeah. but like. You didn't get to, like, wander the world and catch the Pokemon you wanted. Like, you only... There was a really select number mm-hmm. of Pokemon you could have. And a select number of places you could go. Yeah. And a select... And you had to catch the Pokemon that time, or else you could never get that Pokemon. Yeah, some of them you could go back and get. Yeah. But some of them were, like, bosses, and you're like, One well, time only. Yeah, one time I'll only. fuck that one up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very curious... It'll be really cool. I'm really excited for Sword and Shield. I think it's gonna be great. Can I tell you the saddest Pokemon story that I've ever had? Yes. Um, when I was playing Leaf Green for the first time, I was, uh, quite young, and, um, maybe it was Leaf Green or maybe it was Red or Blue, I don't remember, whenever, uh, and I went into the, um, power plant before I was ready to do so, and I kept seeing all these Pokemon, and I kept running away from them, because I just wanted to, like, explore a power plant or whatever, and I did get to Zapdos at the end, I did run away from Zapdos, and I never got to catch Zapdos. Wow, that's a bummer, dude. It's, um, my Pokemon horror story. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a, that's a real childhood mistake, huh? Yeah, yeah. I remember, um, I have a similar story where the, fr- I think it was the first time I played Emerald, and I used my Master Ball on something else. And so when I got to Rayquaza, oh, no. the only way you can catch Rayquaza is with the Master Ball. Yeah. And oh, I didn't me. know that, so I used it on something else. And then by the time I got to Rayquaza, I couldn't catch it. Oh, no. Yeah. Not that I, like, particularly care. Like, I don't usually use the Legendaries because it just feels like cheating. cheating. But I like to have them. Yeah, they're, like they're nice to have. Yeah, it's just nice to have a Legendary. It's good to catch them all. Yep. It's just, yeah, it feels... Because then also, if you spend all this time leveling up your legendaries, then you can't enter them in any of the contests or anything, or... Like... Well, you know what's bullshit about... Fuck, I almost fell over. You know what's bullshit about that? What? Is the fact that when I participated in the 10th anniversary Pokemon competition, um, they let you use legendaries to fight other kids. Well, that's garbage, because you can't use them in, like, in-game yeah, tournaments. Yeah, a fucking shit. Rayquaza kicked my ass, because I was like, I'm not going to use legendaries, because I'm not a child... Well, you were a child. That's the joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, like in, in Emerald, yeah, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, when you get onto the Battle Island, yeah. or whatever the fuck they call you it. You can't use the legendaries. Yeah, you can't use cheap. the legendaries. So if you spend all this time, like, leveling up your legendaries, then, like, shit out of luck. Gotta use a different Pokemon that is weaker, maybe. And if you didn't know that, because it's your first time playing the game, then you're fucked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for Sword and Shield. It's going to be better than Let's Go Eevee, which was fine. Yeah. It was a good game. A I enjoyed game. playing it. Um, I still haven't gone back and played any of the, like, post-main plot stuff. 
because it just didn't hold my interest well enough to yeah. do that. Um, E3 yeah. was low-key this year. E3 was low-key. E3. Ev- R- mm. Every Every egg. egg. Excellent. Egg. No, every egg excels. Every egg excels. Every enema. Ew. That's homophobic. Eel enema. It's not. I don't have to think enemas are not gross. I'm not saying they're not necessary for some people. They're fine and they're normal, but I think it's gross. I'm allowed to say that. I'm I'm not judging anybody for doing an enema. I just, I don't prefer the notion. Um, every Evie... Eh. Eh. <laughs> Every enigma eels and ear, ears of corn. <laughs> ears of corn, but with hyphens in between yeah. each 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 word. Yeah, yeah. Um. Is e- e- ear punk twenty seventy seven poke amon sort of eels and. And there's no E in Le- Animal Crossing. Le- Le- Legend of Zelda. No, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> okay, it's it's time. It's time to it's time to go. It's time to go now. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I've been Hannah. I might pronounce are still she her hers. I was gonna say have been she hers, and they have, and they still are. <laughs> They have in the past, and they continue to be they in the present. They continue to be. Hello, my name is Kai, and my pronouns are Z, her, hers. And they have been they, them, theirs. The whole, yeah, the whole time. The whole time. They, they still are now sometimes. Yeah. Uh, thanks Again, thanks for listening to our program. Um, you can find us wherever you get podcasts online, be it Apple Podcasts, be it Stitcher, be it fucking Google Spotify. Play, Spotify. We're there to welcome you home. Um, please leave us readings and reviews. Please subscribe and download. Please tell your friends. I think that's, I don't know if that's how we've gotten most of our listeners, but, uh, we love it when you tell your friends. Um, shout out if anybody started listening because of any of the live shows, shout out. Hello. Um, That'd be awesome. And by the live shows, I mean the genderfuck shows. Yeah. Um, shout us out. Send us an email. We'd love to know, uh, and sort of connect with you if that's the case. Yeah, definitely. Um, And shout out if you are a listener who came to... Uh, any of the genderfuck shows. And shout out for your listener. We love you and yeah, appreciate you very you. much. Uh, um, find us on social media. Ways to tell your friends to find us is social media. Yes. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Gay Gamers. G-A-Y-G-A-M-E-R-Z. I always think I'm spelling that wrong. I know, and you're I'm always spelling it, it right. Uh, um, gay Gamers. Uh, you tweet at us. You can DM us. You can look at our funny stories. You can... Uh, right on our wall you can poke us is that still a thing on facebook i even? actually don't know huh well i'll look into it yeah i'll do knows? some i'll do some i'll do some poking around i'll do some research oh i see i see what you did there yeah thank you um you can uh send us an email at if it's gay we play at gmail.com we love them we respond to them mostly kai responds to them. i respond to every single one of them because but, i love you i mean and i, I also love, love you. responding to emails yeah i love writing letters and responding to emails yeah i also love you but i don't love responding to emails as much when i'm not at work yeah I, a lot of my job is well a decent portion of my job is emails i mean same um <laughs> Yeah, what else? Uh, thanks to pr- producer Aaron wasn't here today. We were recording on the field mic. Uh, but thanks to producer Aaron for editing. And uh, uh, thanks recording to producer our theme Aaron, song. Yeah, for our theme song. It doesn't have a title. It's just our theme song. It's a it's... departure off If It's Gay We Play. No, 
Uh, I might just put our theme song as my ringtone. I've been meaning to do that. Oh, I want that so badly. <laughs> do we have to pay fun. for that? No, it's our. Th- are you kidding me? It's our. I mean, theme I don't song. know how to make a ring. Well, I'll ask you this later. You can do it in GarageBand. Oh, cool. Um, that's pretty much that. Um, you can listen to other podcasts on the network. Um, oh yeah, such as uh, the, the network is called Grandma's. Stick Poke Prod. Yes, Stick Poke Prod. Such uh, as this is Grandma's house, and I don't think that one's ongoing anymore. Oh whoops! The ones that we are plugging though <laughs> are by the grace of Pod Hot. Hot. Yes, uh, we love that podcast very much. Producer Aaron and erstwhile guest on this podcast, Dylan, uh, love and Dylan. some other folks making some goofs. Um, you can listen to No Exit, like I said earlier. Go yes. over to No Exit, the episode that we're going to record this week. I will tell my raccoon story, and Kai will tell her raccoon story. My portion of the same, oh. the shared raccoon story. I feel like there's separate stories in the same universe. It's sort of like a, 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 t- a Tales of the City sort of situation. Yeah. It's on Netflix. I think it's really good. I haven't watched it yet. Anyway, um, that's the network. It's called Stick Poke Prod Productions, Stick Poke Prod. Uh, you can find us online at stickpokeprod.com. I promise I won't advertise dead shows anymore. And that's that, things. baby. That's that, baby. Uh, keep playing gay. And keep being games. And Good. fuck shit up. Goodbye. Goodbye.